When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Edith Piaf was an eternal lover, but there's no doubt about who was the love of her life. Marcel Cerdan, the greatest French boxer, is the one who inspired one of her most beautiful songs, Hymn to Love. Their passion was brief, but intense, marked by a tragically abrupt ending. It's a tale of boxing rings, stages, and journeys. A love story. nineteen forty seven New York City. The Big Apple stands as the epicenter of the world, a land of endless possibilities, at a time when many countries are struggling to recover from the aftermath of World War II. In the heart of this bustling city, amidst the towering skyscrapers that induce vertigo, two French individuals find themselves there simultaneously, unaware of each other's presence. Two celebrities, as they say, have come to seek success on the other side of the Atlantic two foreigners. One of them is Marcel Cerdan, the most promising boxer France has ever known. Marcel was born in 1916 in Sidi Belabès, Algeria, and grew up in Casablanca, Morocco, within a family deeply passionate about the world of boxing. His father even set up a boxing ring in the family's cafe. Boxing, once a paternal obligation, becomes Marcel's calling when the young boy puts on his gloves. He possesses raw talent, leaving school at the age of 11 to embark on a professional career. He conquers the North African boxing scene, earning himself the nickname, the Moroccan Bomber. In 1937, Marcel makes his debut in Paris, competing in his first matches. The public witnesses the sheer power of Cerdan's punches, capable of demolishing his opponents with a single blow. He becomes the champion of France and later Europe. By 1946, the only thing left for him to conquer is America. But he's not alone. In 1947, Edith Piaf arrives to perform at the Playhouse Theater with Les Compagnons de la Chanson. In France, she's already a music hall sensation. Edith was discovered on a street corner in the upscale neighborhoods of Paris in 1935. That's how she made a living at the time, singing songs from Frahel's repertoire, accompanied by her partner in crime, Simone Berthaud, known as Momon. When a cabaret owner hears her powerful voice, he doesn't hesitate for a moment. The young woman must take the stage. 
she begins performing in small cabarets, eventually reaching Bobino and the prestigious ABC Hall, where she triumphs. Edith enchants the audience with her voice and charisma, leaving people astonished at how such a petite woman exudes such charm. She even ventures into films and theater. Before the encounter that would change their lives, Edith and Marcel had crossed paths once before. It was in July 1946, in a Montmartre district cabaret known as Club des Cinq. They shook hands politely, but without much interest in each other. A far cry from love at first sight. However, this time, in New York, far from home, when a mutual friend invites them to dinner, Edith and Marcel take the time to get to know each other. They realize they share something in common. They both feel out of place in this city. Marcel discovers a dark world of boxing in New York, closely tied to the Mafia. He even suspects he was poisoned before a match once. As for Edith, she can see that she disappoints the Americans. They expected a delicate and finely dressed Parisian, not a woman who speaks loudly and dresses in all black. She doesn't fit their vision of glamour. She contemplated returning to France, but a new contract at the Versailles on Broadway kept her in the city. Marcel and Edith share a longing for their homeland, and they grow closer. A few days later, Edith attends one of Marcel's matches. She becomes completely engrossed in the excitement of the fight, shouting herself hoarse to cheer on her new friend. Marcel is touched. They begin to spend more time together, and when they return to Paris, it becomes increasingly difficult for them to conceal their closeness. Before we continue this episode, a short break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be back right after. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Marcel was a married man. His wife, Marinette, and their three sons lived in Casablanca. With Edith, they had to be discreet. They checked into the Claridge Hotel, occupying two adjacent rooms. They could rely on the complicit press, which kept silent about their affair. They spent more and more time together. They discovered they had much in common. Both had grown up in poverty and had relied solely on their talent to make it in life. They shared similar down-to-earth and amiable natures, with their success never alienating them from the common folk. They admired each other, visiting each other on their respective playing fields, the stage, and the boxing ring. Serdan's manager strongly opposed their relationship, believing that the singer distracted his athlete. But nothing could deter Marcel, who was deeply in love, and Edith reciprocated his affections. 
1948, Marcel became the world champion in the middleweight division after defeating the American Tony Zale. Edith was there, and they celebrated the victory together in Jersey City. When Marcel returned to Paris on October 1st, he had become a national hero, a hero that France needed after the war and occupation. He was greeted by 300,000 people as he passed through the streets. A few days later, he was awarded the honor of champion by President Vincent Auriol. Over the following year, Marcel and Edith continued their respective careers, and everything seemed to be going their way. They continued to love each other, whether side by side or from a distance. They exchanged impassioned love letters. Edith found it increasingly difficult to bear Marcel's stays in Casablanca. She wanted him to leave his wife. She wrote a song for him called Hymn to Love with music by Marguerite Monod. She proclaimed this love as total and infinite. On October 26, 1949, Marcel returned from a lengthy stay in Casablanca. He had been in Paris for three days when he received a call from Edith. She was in New York and begged him to join her as soon as possible. She missed him too much. He boarded a plane to be with her. On October 27th, he was aboard the Constellation when he disappeared over the Azores. After long hours of searching, the wreckage and bodies were found, including that of violinist Ginette Neveu and her brother, as well as Kay Kemen, the inventor of Walt Disney merchandise. Marcel was identified by the three watches he wore on his wrist, each set to the time of Paris, New York, and Casablanca. The news devastated Edith. That very evening, she took to the stage, hoping to ease her pain through song. Tonight, I sing for Marcel Cerdan, she declared as she began the show before singing Hymn to Love. But after a few songs, she had to leave the stage, nearly fainting. The shock of Marcel's sudden loss triggered unbearable joint pain, which only morphine could alleviate. Edith sought refuge in alcohol, medication, and spiritualism. She believed she could communicate with her departed love. She cut her hair very short, and she aged in an instant. Yet she continued to sing, to live. She fell in love again, more than once. Edith was an eternal lover, as she would repeat until the end. Nevertheless, it is undeniable that Marcel Cerdan was Edith Piaf's most beautiful love. Ten years after his death, she dedicated a new song to him, Mon Dieu, in which she implored that they allow her to keep her lover just a little while longer. She would pass away three years later, ill and worn down by life's sufferings, but with her heart still filled with her loves, particularly her lover who had departed so abruptly. <laughs> 